0: The hosts today are myself, Emma, Chloe and Kate. Our guest joining us today is Juliette O'Connell. Juliette is a representative for Breast Cancer Ireland and gave a fantastic and enlightening presentation to some of our students in January. Before we begin, we would like to let you all know that we're currently running a fundraising campaign for Breast Cancer Ireland. You can find a link on our social media pages or logging on to GoFundMe and searching St Alice's Cork. Juliette, welcome to the show. Some of our students will recognise your name and voice as you gave an enlightening presentation to us in January based on breast health and all that. So can you tell us a little bit about the work you're currently doing for Breast Cancer Ireland?
1: Okay, so Thanks very much for having me girls, always a pleasure to come back to this school again, I was delighted to be asked back, so thank you so much for having me. Okay. So um, breast, I work for Breast Cancer Ireland, I'm working with them since 2018, I cover the Munster area um, on this very important topic. Uh, awareness which is so important for everybody and like you said I gave the talk and thank you so much for the lovely comments, (laughs) really lovely. Um, Yeah so it's so important as a breast cancer survivor myself, diagnosed at the age of 41, lack of education kept me at home and I just feel um, you know it's so important to give this talk to people, to give them both young and old to make sure that they recognize that there are eight signs and symptoms to breast cancer and it's not just a lump.
0: We know you took part in a podcast called More Than Just a Lump as well. That was a great opportunity, obviously, as well for you. Can you tell us like about some more terms and symptoms and advice you can give to young girls growing up to be aware?
1: So, to be aware is our free-to-download app, Breast Aware. It's available to everybody free of charge. It's available uh, to download on... Apple store or google store it's available and it's also like the shower cards i handed you out the qr code is at the back you can give that information at home and this app is absolutely brilliant because you can download it set a date and time to it a reminder goes off on your phone every single month at the date and time you've chosen and this is the reminder then for you to do that visual check and self-examine so as if anything at all is to show up different no matter what it is that you would please go and always get it medically checked out. It's so important. Um, there's eight signs and symptoms to breast cancer. It's not just a lump. A lot of people out there think that breast cancer is related to a lump. Yes. I myself, when I was diagnosed at the age of 41, only related breast cancer to being a lump. And unfortunately, it wasn't a lump that I had. It was a rash in my collarbone. Mm. And I carried the symptom for nearly 10 months. And uh, I, I was diagnosed after the 10 months as a stage 3 breast cancer and thankfully as i told you in the talk i'm 10 years cancer free gone since the 26th of september 2022 Um, (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's definitely i think for me it's definitely education is key going forward once you you know i meet you girls like i met you in ty again in fifth year and hopefully again next year, if you're not too busy in your studies, but I get to meet you <laughs> again in sixth year. So it means when you go out from school, you have the talk out three times. You have this information going forward in your lives. Um, and it's, it's so important, you know, you know, to give you that information at a young age and then to have it, you know, when you go out into work, go to college, whatever you decide to do. And when you get married, you have your own families you have this information so it's not a case of god i don't know what i'm looking for i don't know the signs and symptoms you have it all because in the talk we go through the signs and symptoms show you how to visually check and self-examine properly and i just think it's it's a powerful lot of information i didn't have this myself when i was in secondary school nobody came in and gave us this talk of course it's ancient years ago now girls (laughs) (laughs) um so i didn't have this talk in school and even when i went out to work i didn't have it when i was at work and when i had my three kids in the maternity hospital in limerick um i suppose i was never given any information about being breast aware that's the truth of it now so you know i feel you know for me definitely giving the information about education is definitely so important
0: very good and um We obviously didn't just invite you here because of breast cancer, you're a lovely person and everything. Thank you. So we'd like to know, could you tell us a bit about your career before you got into breast cancer and everything, or was kids your main important, or how did you, what was your main lifestyle really?
1: Okay, so I suppose I finished school and I went straight into work. I never went to college, girls, so it's... Please, you know, it's a different era <laughs> back then. I'm not saying I'm 90 now, like, but, you know, but for me, I went straight into work. Um, I started working in a shop um, and then worked my way up the ranks. I became a manager in the shop um, and I loved it there. Absolutely loved it. it a great, like, I love talking, as you all know. Um, and I suppose that was really. Uh, you know meeting people obviously every day and i had a great rapport with people and i get on well with the elderly as well as the young and i really you know i loved my job so i was working there for 12 and a half years in a shop and then i had my first baby um who's now 23 and uh you know i said weighing up the pros and cons about how much it's going to cost happy-minded and how much I was airing at work. I was saying, oh my God, this is not going to work out. Plus, I didn't want to leave him because he was so cuddly and lovely. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to leave him. So I suppose I went back to work. Um, I got a lovely baby. My you, went back to work. And then uh, I found out I was pregnant with the second baby. So obviously, there was <laughs> so, so, and he was born, so two boys and they were quite young because there was very little between them mm. and i said okay i'll stay at home and look after them so i had the opportunity to stay at home and look after them and then i suppose a couple of years later then they were kind of in play school and started school and i decided i'd go back to work again and uh, so i started working in a shop again and i really really enjoyed it and then next thing couple of, two years later i was pregnant again and it was a little girl she was born and she's now come nearly 18 and I gave up work and stayed at home. And then I did several courses on different things like secretary work, all this thing, but you know, it just Can't wasn't for me. Thing, yeah. I don't like the quiet, I don't like sitting down, I like kind of <laughs> no going around. Yourself. Yeah, I like socialist things. So I um I did an SNA course then. Okay. Um and I started minding kids at home. And I, you know, I loved minding kids. I had great bows out of them. And of course I had my own to mind as mm-hmm. well. So I did that for a good few years. And then suddenly I got sick. And it was a massive shock to me now when I got sick. Um, because I was very healthy, very well, looked after myself, you know, I was into the cycling in a big way. And yeah, so it kind of, everything kind of stopped for me then. As in, not everything stopped, like obviously I kept like, you know, the positives up and stuff, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I didn't return to work um, after I got sick, I suppose my parents were elderly and I wanted to be around to be with them and you know, so for me I just didn't go back to work. And then after that this job came up and I was actually put forward by a friend of mine who actually I met through cycling, who was a breast cancer survivor and she runs her own nursing home in County Limerick and she's a nurse. And she mm-hmm. said to me, um, she does lots of fundraising for Breast Cancer Ireland and she said, look, this job is after coming up. And I was asked, would I take the job? You're the perfect candidate. I've put your name forward. You definitely would love it. And I said, God, I hope so. So it was on a couple of months before the job came up again. Yeah. And I think I Breast Cancer Ireland, Ashley Hurley, the CEO of Breast Cancer Ireland, I think I don't know, mm-hmm. plagued. Um, because it was something that I was very interested in and passionate yeah. about. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, the, I got the job in 2018, um, and I suppose it was mad how I got the job, to be honest, because um, Limerick were after winning the All-Ireland on Sunday, <laughs> after how many years not winning, and uh, I had the interview the following morning. So I'd gone up to the match, and came home <laughs> in a bus, and got back up in the following morning the train, and went in and had the interview, and sure, they said the job is yours, Juliet. And, uh, yeah, I started and I'm there with them since. Double and my
0: celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> Double yeah, celebrations. And
1: I'll rooms. be honest, I love my job. I love it. I'm very passionate about it. I really love it. I love giving this information because I, I've said it in so many times at talks, even like I've said, lack of education kept me at home. Not knowing those signs and symptoms kept me at home. Um, and, you know, I want to give that information back to young people, Elderly people, I want to give it to everyone. I want people to realise that this is a very, very curable disease if it's caught in time. Early detection is key going forward. So I feel like these talks have helped an awful lot of people to be diagnosed early. Yeah, There's six of good. us, like the six coordinators covering the length and Breast of Ireland. And, you know, we're doing, I'll just say it throughout, we are doing phenomenal work. Breast Cancer Ireland are doing phenomenal work not alone at the Education Awareness Programme, but also through the research that we are doing. And it's so important, That's really important.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sh- sharing that information with us. It, no um, so we're just going to start off with some short questions. Perfect. And you mentioned that you love cycling and, you know, what motivates you to get up in the morning with What's your
1: routine, really? So when I get up... Well, I get up early now. I like getting up a bit early, like, so I get I'm up. Not i hate it. at all. No, well, look, look like listen, that. I was very lucky as well, don't get me wrong. So I would... I don't like rushing. I like to get up and be ready to go and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I kind of... I, I get up in the morning, and what motivates me is I love my job, to be fair. I really love my job, and I suppose that is, like... That's, it's easy to get up out of bed when you love doing what you're doing so I get up every morning the same thing I never leave the house without my breakfast i have my breakfast always uh, my revive active <laughs> and uh, I you know Put on the face, girls. Put on the smile and mm-hmm. go out. And I'm, I, I just get up and get out. That's mm-hmm. what I say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some days aren't always cheerful and happy and whatever. Some days you get up and you're, you're a bit sluggish and a bit tired. But the very minute you get into the first school and you meet lovely girls or <laughs> even lovely boys, because we give this talk to boys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we meet such lovely people. Uh, you know, we have such positive reviews from this, uh, there's never a negative, everybody loves it. Yeah, no it's so good, yeah. it's really
0: enjoyable. Um, well obviously you said that your career hasn't been like a straight road or anything, yeah. um, but when you were growing up what did you want to be?
1: Oh, girls, would you believe what I wanted to be? I wanted to be a hairdresser. Honest to God, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a hairdresser. I'd often said I'd love to be a hairdresser all the time, I'd but like I would wrecked my own hair wrecked from dying it off of my head anyway. <laughs> And hair straightening it. No, I never used the iron in my hair girls where years ago when you didn't have the price of a hair straightener, Straight you'd iron girl. onto the iron and board at the table or whatever. So no, I never did that. But um yeah, would you believe I wanted to be a hairdresser like? Um but I, you know Social again? Yeah, yes. very social. Now, in I fairness, I, I don't know what way that would have worked out. Probably would have t- cut probably someone's hair short or <laughs> too short, <laughs> and maybe dyed it completely different colour than for. but That was what I wanted to be. But I didn't. And you know what? It's probably not meant for me. (laughs) It wasn't meant for me.
0: Um, So, what advice would you give to your younger self? That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one.
1: so, I would say, don't stress. Don't stress. You know, get up, get out. If you're not... You know, you know, if there's something on your mind, always speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. Always speak to your friends, always speak to your mother, your father, your sister, an older brother, whatever. But you know, always speak to someone. It can be fixed, whatever it is, it can be fixed. Problems can be fixed, you know what I mean? There's bigger things in the world, but, you know, things can be fixed. I always say, don't stress. Get up, get out, enjoy life, you know, be happy as well as you can, And uh, you know, and just... Enjoy life, girls, because yeah. you only yeah. have one. It's
0: over before you leave. Know Enjoy it. it. And it
1: is over. And school, I know. You know, I have a, I have a daughter who is a fifth-year-old. I said, oh, I can't wait to finish school. School is the best days of your life. It is. <laughs> and I know you're laughing at me now. But it actually is because, I mean, I actually went to a vocational school in County Limerick. Um, and it was. I loved school. I really did. I loved it. Now, I wasn't great at the homework and all that kind of thing, but I actually (laughs) love the social aspects of school. But at the same time, yeah, I would say, you know, girls, you know, life is difficult. We all know life can be difficult. But Mm -hmm. just look after yourselves and put yourselves, you know, your families and yourselves first. Go out into life and whatever life throws at you, you know, you'll get through it. You know what I mean? You're very bright, intelligent girls. And, you know, I would say you'll be perfect Thank and you. the same for anyone out there listening to this it's just yeah. you know always speak to people it's it, you know everything can be solved exactly. okay
0: yeah mm-hmm. um if you had a crystal ball where do you see yourself in 10 years
1: hopefully still doing this job but not with a zimmer frame obviously we have this laugh <laughs> <laughs> we have this laugh with a few of the girls i work with i said oh my god we're adding up 10 more years okay so 10 more years i'll be Whoa. I have i'm going to go with the pension no but i said um yeah so it ten- i hope i'll still be doing the job this job that i love i really yeah. love it and if i'm not um Hopefully in Spain on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> in a villa. <laughs> in a villa, retired. Yeah. The <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, so in fairness, yeah, I hope I'm still doing the job um, and educating people. I hope I have loads of people helped that, you know, know all the information I've given them. And if something has shown up, that they're detected early and that they're well and healthy now because of what I have given the yeah. information yeah. I've given to them, and for me, I think that's one thing. As I said to you girls, we've with all the coordinators all over Ireland, six of us. Every each and every one of us have helped people be diagnosed early as a result of this program. So it really yeah. is working. Yeah,
0: it's such a good resource. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and with your diagnosis, um, how hard was it to tell family and friends? Okay, so it was an awful shock to me now, right? Because when I was, t- I was actually i suppose as i said 10 months uh with the rash didn't go to the gp only because my son got sick and i took him to the gp so i was a bit mean to pay the 50 euro i I thought nothing of it because i was healthy and i was well and you know i was doing a lot of cycling as well and you know i was fit i I didn't find anything different about myself to be honest i didn't feel different and honestly because breast cancer wasn't in my family Mm. i didn't think I thought I was exempt from this, so I didn't think that it would never hit my door.
0: I would have yeah. always thought it was hereditary yeah. like before the Yeah, and do you remember
1: we had the 5-10% to yeah. 10% of breast cancer is hereditary here yeah. in Ireland. Yeah, and, you know, that's, that's why the talks are so important, because um, people, you know, think that this is an older person's disease, not the case people think that this is uh, hereditary in the family not the case yeah. and uh, people always say, say look i really don't know what i'm looking for i don't know what like I, a lump I, that's it mm-hmm. and that's why the information we give is so important yeah. so for me like i took my son to the doctor the rash was coming and going wasn't there full time took my son to the doctor and I suppose my son was diagnosed... My, my, I was diagnosed probably a couple of months later after that because it went from there with appointments after appointment. And then when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed on the day I went in for the mammogram, which I went in on my own for that mammogram. Um, and that'll tell you, like, if, if I knew for one minute that this was going to be news coming to me that I had cancer, I would not have went in on my own. Yeah. Um, and when I went in on my own, I had the mammogram, ultrasound, biopsy done... On that morning and then I was told um, you have cancer of the breast and basically you know you have to have these treatments to mm-hmm. fix it and mm-hmm. um, loads of tests and everything done so like I had very little time to kind of have it in my mind to what mm-hmm. I was going to say because obviously at the time I found it hard to accept it mm-hmm. first of all and I was very upset yeah. and I was kind of And obviously, my three kids came first into my head, saying they're so young, because Mm -hmm. they were very young. Yeah. And I was saying, God, like, and initially I said, I won't tell them, because I just think they're blessed enough. A bit of a mistake as well, because when you live in a small parish, um, news travels very fast, and bad news always travels faster. So I, I, um, yeah, yeah. 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 So it ends up. So it ends up as this. You might have like a small stage and ends up like that you have a very big yeah. stage because by the time stories go around yeah, it's worse than what it started with it's like wildfire so, yeah so when, for me it was it was a, a decision I had made but obviously I felt towards the I suppose the first few weeks it was initially the wrong decision I made so eventually then I kind of no. You know my girl was only five at the time so I didn't actually tell her yeah. Mm-hmm. because my sister had twins the same age so she kind of nearly moved in with them but my husband I told and I told um, obviously I meet my mother and father which were mm-hmm. elderly at the time which was the most difficult part for yeah. me was to tell them mm-hmm. because I felt that oh my god like I know they're going to be devastated yeah. there's only three of us in the family I have one other sister and a brother mm-hmm. very very close family now and I suppose it was—it was going to be a difficult, and that's what I found the hardest: was telling my elderly yeah. parents because
0: they were obviously your support system. They, they were my support.
1: I had huge support from my, from my mother and my father who since has, have passed away over the last 10 years. But I had huge support from them, huge support from my sister, from my brother who was a massive support as that well, my awesome sister. Awesome my support. sister came to every appointment with me as well. Yeah. You know, she came with me everywhere. And mm-hmm. the radiotherapy, I suppose, I got different people yeah. who were driving me in. I had yeah. loads of support from neighbors, from friends, yeah, people who always came to the house with the bowl of the lasagna or the chicken curry mm-hmm. or whatever. And that helped me so much. Are people come to the door and say, "Have you washing?"
0: Yeah, and people
1: who'd never think of it are here. Hang on, your bed clothes. I'll change your bed clothes for you. Or you know what I mean? Now I am a freak when it comes to cleaning the house. I'm a bit OCD, (laughs) right? (laughs) So it was difficult for me to leave some now I did leave somebody in to help me clean the house and whatever, but it was a bit OCD. My box yeah, yeah, my sister actually started to clean the house for me one on one occasion. And I was above in bed sick and she said she'll never it's brought up <coughs> every time she brings <laughs> it up <laughs> saying, You couldn't please her, you couldn't please her because what happened was I have a certain way of washing tiles in the hall floor, they're shiny and <laughs> I, she said, I'm washing the tiles in the hall. She roared up, and I said, oh, my God, make sure that it's just hot water and that there's no detergent in that because you'll smear all the floor. And she said, as sick and all as you are up there, you can still tell me how to wash the floor. So, you know, that is... But look, we laugh about it now, to be honest. And out the other side, as I said, girls, 10 years. And I know I'm very aware that there isn't a a whole pile of... um, you know, I'm very aware that there isn't a lot of positives out there, you know, for people either. I can yeah. understand that, you know, a lot of people pass away from breast cancer and, you know, have different stages and stuff like that. But research has come on so much for and people. Would though. you
0: have any like advice for people who were family members suffering with breast cancer or are suffering themselves or any way to get through the process or if they have a lost one from it? Yeah. And they be thinking about it.
1: So for me, I suppose, what I would say to people is anyone that's going through breast cancer at the moment is, you know, take every day as a, every day is yeah. process. Every day, every month. You'll be ticking off, the, like I used to I said, tick it off, I said, a big calendar yeah. in the wall. Tick off, chemo done, this is done, this is done. Because you'd have a lot of appointments going in now, friends that's diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And tick it off, get up in the morning, and what makes you happy, if it's to put on your makeup, if you've lost your hair through chemo, Put on your wig, put on your bandana, whatever it is. And take the offers from the friends that come and say, We're going to for a cup of coffee. And if they force you, they mean well. They want yeah. you to go. Mm-hmm. They just want to help. Some people want to help and all, so much more. They really want to help us loads. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you think, Oh my god, I need a breathing space, but they mean so well. Yeah. You know, and I found that, trained, you know what can I mean? Like they can't, you know, and then for anybody that, you know, has a family member at home, say, now, wants to help them in any way, I always say, like that, make the dinner, hoover the floor, wash the floor. Properly. Help. Yeah. Yes, yeah. properly. <laughs> or even, or even, what I would say to you is even, change the bedclothes.
0: Yeah. Just make small. Yourself feel The good. small
1: little things yeah. always help. Yeah. It really does. And just a simple, how are you today? Basically, yeah. how are you today? You know, and
0: even it's just a
1: chat in the cup Just a chat, and you don't have to talk about breast cancer or any cancer. It's just simply going in to talk about the weather, what's planned for the summer, where you're going, whatever. How it doesn't always stuff. have to be, you know, that kind, yeah. all positive and whatever. Yeah. And obviously, for somebody that has lost somebody, you know, it's a lot, you know, to it for you know, grieving process for yeah. people as well, and it is difficult. I've often given these talks in secondary schools where I've had students who've had a family member pass away from breast cancer. And, you know, y- you know it is difficult because sometimes they get upset yeah. and, you know, you try and support them and the teachers are willing to support them. And, you know, guidance counsellors in the school are always there to help. And, you know, but it's just, it's the process that they go through, that people go through, it's, it's difficult, do you know what I mean? But there's so much help out there for people that are, you know, going through... Bereavements and stuff that there is help out there for them as well, and I keep this talk very positive You do know that girls like I don't mention anything about b- sickness or anything like that yeah, What yeah. I speak about is very positive and factual. I always say it's factual Yeah, and um, you know I never my intention when I give these talks in school is never to upset anybody Um, I'm always there to answer questions and if I can't answer them, I always get Breast Cancer Ireland to answer any questions for me. Yeah, it's so um, and it's, you know, it's just a case of like, you know, it's tough for people that have lost somebody, it really is. Yeah. And my heart an goes edge. out to them. Yeah. Because I know exactly for myself, you know, the situation I was in, like, when I was first diagnosed, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be at the beginning for mm-hmm. me. The and thank God. Almost. The panic. Yeah. I was yeah. totally panicked. Yeah. And like I said, I, the first thing I thought of was the kids, like, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, God Almighty, like, mm-hmm. you know. You just jumped the yeah And, I, you know, I, I would have taken anything they gave me. Like, I, I just said, look, all I want is to be better. Yeah. So, whatever yeah. it yeah. takes, just, yeah. you know, I'll do whatever it takes, you know. And, you know and, and I did, and I got through it, and I'm here. And with you lovely girls today. And she thanks to thank Mila for everybody. having me. So, You're yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant.
0: So, I'd so say we have everything there at the stage today. I probably
1: you? spoke too much, girls. You'll have to edit half no, that. you absolutely brilliant. <laughs> huh? Thank you so
0: that was much. Amazing.
1: But thank you so much. And thanks yeah. to the school, because every single yeah. year I come back to the school. Every single we year. We love having you every yeah. year. Yeah, and I look forward to coming back to you again next year, to be honest, because yeah. it's always a pleasure to we'll come We'll be
0: have. the ones panicking, running
1: around. Doing no, not crazy. at all. Not at
0: all. So, we will add the link to the fundraiser for Best cancer Thank Spencer you so Ireland, much. onto people. the... Onto the for the podcast and we want to thank you so much for coming we hope you enjoyed it being our first guest oh my god i'm the first guest
1: Thank you very You're much. Good. But look, thank you so much as well for the fundraising. It really means an awful lot. It really does because mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. non government funded mm-hmm. and we totally rely on generosity of the public. And it's yeah. through the generosity of the public that we can continue with the research that's going on. Will out at we stay in contact with you
0: with how much we are yeah. Please. Yes. And I would
1: love to come back and do. A yes. presentation with Amazing. the bea- with the lovely pink van outside in front um, of the school. Really <laughs> <laughs> would not that be lovely? <laughs> That's so good. good. Yeah,
0: and we'll be so looking much. forward to
1: that. So thank you so much, girls.
0: We'd like to thank our guests for taking part in our podcast. Make sure to follow our TikTok. And until next time, clean up on aisle six because the tea has been spilled.